It's the final week of the Mega Mattress Event at Ashley Home Store. Only at America's number one furniture and mattress store. Pay no interest for eight years on queen mattresses from Tempur-Pedic and iComfort. Both starting at just $21 a month. Or save up to $1,000 on select queen mattresses from Beautyrest and Sealy Posturepedic. Hurry in now for the Mega Mattress Event. Only at America's number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Offer subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payment required. See store for details. Blog Talk Radio. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. As you know, I'm Joe Michaels of the Joe Michaels Pod, and I'll be your hostess with the mostest for today. I'm so excited to have author Rachel Brownell as my guest. Oh, my goodness, I can't even. She is the creator and the guru behind Great Lakes Book Bash in Kalamazoo, Michigan. How do you like that name, huh? It's going to happen in October of 2017. You can find out more at greatlakesbookbash.com. And as always, a live link is down below in the show description. I got to know Rachel really well at RAI in April of this year when we shared a room for a night. She is probably the most awesome roommate ever because she did not yell at me for my incessant talking. As you know, I have that gift of gab, and I tend to use it frequently. She's good people. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I know you're excited to meet Rachel and find out more about GLBB. So sit back, relax, and let's get to it. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? Hi, Joe. I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I am absolutely amazing. It's Friday, which means this is my last work day for the week. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> So, um, as you know, it's a daily cup of Joe, and I like to kick things off with uh, asking all my guests a little bit about their coffee habits. What do you take in your coffee? I take a little bit of coffee with a lot of cream and sugar. (laughs) A lot of cream and sugar. I remember that because I actually brought Rachel coffee the morning um, that we stayed together at RAI. um, Yes, you did, and it was a blessing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to ask you about last year's event before we move on to what you have planned for next year. Is that okay? Sounds great. All right. So let's start off with um, how about tell me where the idea for Great Lakes Book Bash came from. Well, my first event ever was Utopia in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I met you the first time ever. So after that event, I think most people, when they walk away from Utopia, feel just incredibly inspired. Um, And I was definitely one of those people. I came home, I finished the book I had been struggling with, and then once that was all said and done, I was really thinking about the event and how much fun it was. And I have with relations and advertising, and the the part that I focused on and all of that was event planning, and so I kind of just decided I wanted to do it. It was one of those things where there's nothing in my general area up here. Everybody travels, you know, to the south to do these things or to the coast. 
and uh, I wanted to bring something to my area. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I feel that Michigan has, like, a lot of readers, though. So is there a reason that there's no more than just a few conferences there or just yours? Um, no. It's the When we did this in 2015, we were the only conference in Michigan, and now you've got the amazing Stacey Rourke is doing one this year, Once Upon a Book. Um, and then um, a couple other authors have planned some smaller events as well. It just wasn't a market that had been tapped yet, and I, I kind of feel like I opened the doors for it, and that just makes me so happy because there are a lot of readers up here, and quite honestly, a lot of authors, too, from this area that had either traveled to other events I'd been to or specifically to Utopia that ended up coming to Book Bash. Oh, really? That's a pretty good clip for you, too, to Utopia in Nashville, right? Yeah, that's about... I drink a lot of coffee, so I take a lot of bathroom breaks. But if I don't stop a lot, I can get there in about seven and a half hours. But most of the time, it's closer to eight. <laughs> well, that's actually not too bad. Um, I think that's how far I drove to REI last year or this year in April. So, yeah, that's not too, too bad. No, REI was more like 11 hours for me. Woo! Yeah, but I got to do a, a, a stopover in West Virginia and stay with my best friend for the night, Casey Bond. So, that uh, definitely cut my trip up into parts, which was fantastic. We're doing the same thing when I go to Carolina and for Rebels as well. Yeah, I, I, I know that Casey helped you with Great Lakes Book Bash last year. Is she going to do that again, or are you swinging solo? You no, know, you know what? I really enjoyed the whole aspect of the planning and the execution and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided that she didn't want to want to do it again, which is perfectly fine. And know it was a bit of a struggle for her to try and do some of the things from so far away. So I'm rolling solo this year, but uh, everything is coming together so well. I'm so happy with it so far. I guess maybe it's like after you have one under your belt, you kind of know some of the pitfalls and <laughs> what to look out for, right? Yeah, that, and we actually have just such an amazing venue. The team of people that I work with have been doing this a really long time. The hotel is fantastic. They really they want you to come back time and time again, and that was one of the big factors for me doing it again is that the hotel was like, are you going to do it? Because we'll, we'll, you know, we'll move our stuff around. We'll make it work. And so I, the venue is one of the main reasons that I decided to do it again because they were so excited to have us back. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's, the venue is everything. Um, you didn't see it, Utopia, this year, but uh, that was kind of a mess with the venue. So, <laughs> nothing Yeah, I watched Janet's live post yesterday, and I was feeling for her because knowing most of those things that go on behind the scenes, and obviously our event's not near as large as Utopia at this point. Um, right. You know, just knowing the behind-the-scenes things and knowing that she had – struggled with so much of that with the changing of management and stuff, I really felt for her because I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of like, wow, well, I, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was, there were some pretty bad things. But we got a new hotel for next year, so that's a good thing. It looks fantastic. Um, it, yeah, it really does. So um, let's move on to next year stuff. Um have you gotten from attending authors from like last year that you are going to put into play for next year? Is there anything specific? Yeah, we did a feedback survey after the event a couple mm-hmm. couple days a week later, and the bigger things that they were talking about is they wanted less 
like straight through time for the signing because it was rather long. It was 10 to 4, so that's six hours. And they wanted to be able to attend more panels as well as there to be more panels. So what we did was we split the signing up into two days instead of having it just one long day. So the way we have it mapped out right now is we'll have a signing from 11 to 2. We'll have panels from 3 to 7 each day, Friday and Saturday, instead of having panels run simultaneously with the signing. So everybody can attend which panels they want. They don't have to worry about leaving their table. Um, and then, you know, they get to take a break and go have lunch. And, you know, if they've met mm-hmm. some amazing reader, things like that, they get more quality time. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Ooh. Um, it's so hard, like, whenever you, like, have a signing and you cut it in half and then you go to take lunch and then you come back, you know? That's it's yeah. The kind second of, half, you kind of are you're full and you're like kind of down almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I can just see people in the panels, you know, after they've had lunch, they're all full. They're like, ah, oh, their their faces hit the tables. We'll definitely have to have some video of that happening. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, how many authors do you expect to have next year? Do you have like a cutoff number? Um, well, the other big thing we got from our feedback session was the way that the tables were laid out, because this is one giant room, um, it didn't feel like some of the aisles were getting as much attention. So mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're, the way we have the floor plan set up this year is you walk in one door to the, to the room and you walk out the other door. So you have to pass literally everybody's table. It's almost kind of like a maze. Um, oh, that's that really also, cool. Yeah, so you're going to be walking by everybody. You'll see every single reader, blogger, everybody who walks through. You'll be able to actually see them. Oh, um, but like that, that does cap our table count. So we can only have 47 tables because of that. But this year we only had 47 tables the way we were set up. So it really isn't going to be a big difference. I think the total number of authors we had was 72 in 2015, and that could, you know, vary a little bit based on who has a full table and who's sharing a table. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, that's a pretty good number, though. Yeah, and we, I really feel like we had almost every single genre well represented, more romance authors than anything, but every other genre was represented there. And I wasn't there the first year, but, and and this this is to your genre um, comment, I wasn't there the first year, but did you separate people by genres, or did you just have a mixed bag? Um, we The first year we allowed people to decide who they wanted to share a table with if they had a preference, mm-hmm. um, and then we paired up the remaining authors. So you may have gotten paired with someone who was romance, but you were uh, paranormal. So it was just based on where we could fit people in. Um, as yeah. far as this year goes, we're going to try and do a little bit more of keeping the genres together if it's possible. It just really depends on how good of a mix we have. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, there was something else I was going to ask you, and Lord, if I can't remember what it was. So I'll remember eventually, <laughs> and I'll ask you then. <laughs> so who's signed up so far? Are there, is there, are there any names that I would recognize? Oh, probably a ton. Um, our keynote speaker for this year is going to be MR Polish. So she was an attending author our first year, and she's going to be com- coming back to be our keynote. And then, let's see, Stacey Rourke will be there again. Um, as far as this year goes, oh, my gosh, I can't even think of all the names off the top of my head. But 
uh, our first year we had Deandra Hall, we had Missy Provencher, we had Megan March and Jane Ryland. We had a, a really good mix of those that are just starting out in the industry and maybe only had one or two books established. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Huh. Okay, well, I'm I'm excited to see who's right coming. I, I, did, I did steal your list that you had, like the, the short list. Um, right from the group and it is on a slider in the uh, if you're on if you're listening to the show on the web it's in the slider underneath the show so you can kind of check out some of the names that'll be there um i also have a lovely picture of rachel floating by down there so if you want to see what she looks like so you know her on site go ahead and pop your eyeballs right below (laughs) (laughs) that's such an old picture too i need to get a new one (laughs) i love your picture you look so pretty so um, i'm so young (laughs) So how come you're not doing Great Lakes Book Bash this year? Because in 27 days, I'm going to be getting married. So I wasn't, this would be the first wedding I've planned beginning to end. I did a a lot with my sister's wedding, um, but I wanted to make sure that since I've only planned on getting married once, I did it right. So I did not, uh, (laughs) I did not decide to try and plan a huge book event on top of planning my wedding. So, because they would have only been like two or three months apart. Right, right. Well, congratulations, first of all. And second of all, you know the question, the next question that I'm going to ask you, and that is, what are your colors? <laughs> um, we're actually doing a Gatsby-themed wedding. So, it's everything is black and silver and white, and then the pop of color comes from my flowers, and it's a reddish-orange daylily. Oh, so nice. So you guys are going to be dressed up in, like, um, are are your guests going to dress up in period dress for the the wedding? No, no. Um, the majority of our guests are actually our family. We're having a relatively small wedding. I think our our head count is at, like, 66 right now. Just It's a really small, intimate wedding. But yeah. my guys are wearing um, black pants, white shirt, suspenders, things like that. We're not I'm not putting them in tuxedos or anything because we are gonna be on the beach. A Gatsby themed wedding on the it's beach. A, I love it. Yes. I love and my it. My fiance's a Marine, so he'll be wearing his dress blues. Oh, lovely. Man yeah. uniform. All the women are gonna be like swoon <laughs> And he's mine. <laughs> Well, yes, and hang on to them. So um, do you have any special events, dinners, or lunches planned um, at Great Lakes, or is it just kind of go where you want, get what you got to get, and do what you got to do? Well, what we're going to try and do is Friday night, um, after the first day of the signing, we're going to have just a strictly exhibitor meet and greet. Um, Mm -hmm. So everybody can get some quality time to get to know the other people in the room and you know, maybe learn some tricks of the trade from them just to mingle. And then Saturday night we actually have um, our Readers Are a Rockstar party. And mm-hmm. this year is a costume party because the event falls right before Halloween. So, and what we do for that is a little bit different than what you've seen at other conferences. We actually provide food. Um, it's not a sit-down dinner. It's um, an appetizer bar. But we do provide food for the first couple hours of the event with a DJ and everything like that. So, and there will be a bar. It'll be cash bar. But so we had a really good time the first year. And the food at the hotel is absolutely amazing. Man, 
and now I wish it was 2016. I really am looking forward to this event. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it still feels like it's forever away, but I will tell you when we were at this point in 2014, looking at 2015, those last 12 months just flew by like yeah. it was nobody's business. Well, yeah, because you have so much to do, right? Not really. We tried to stay on top of things. We actually were a little too far ahead of the game. For instance, um, the event was October 10th in 2015, and Casey and I were assigning together in Bardstown, Kentucky, um, the little name badges. Well, then two months later, I'm unstuffing a bunch of these name badges because these people are either canceled or (laughs) I've got to put new name badges in there, and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this so early. Oh, you cut out. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) But, no, we were ahead of the game. We we ordered our bags and our banners and everything like that in January before the event, and so it just kind of all cluttered up my office. And so, (laughs) thankfully, this year we we learned from that, and I will be ordering things much later into the year. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like September. Like I ordered the the program in August and they came like two weeks later, so for two months I had these programs just stacked in the corner in my office. My office is not that big. Oh that's <laughs> so, funny. Yeah. Stepping over boxes and stuff like that. Pretty much. And it was not uh it was not a pretty sight. My office got kinda cluttered real fast there, so <laughs> The really cool thing this year is that, um, like, in 2015, we had two sponsors. We had Stone Soup Designs and Cover Me Darling, and they're both sponsoring again in 2017. Um, and this time, Marissa of Cover Me Darling will actually be able to join us. So that'll be nice. Um, but we also have a blog sponsor this year. So um, Ball Book Addicts are going to be joining us as well. And they're going to be sponsoring the event, you know, sharing information and things like that. And then we have Indie Books Gone Wild. Um, I know you and Tia are both joining us, which is so exciting. Um, And I think that especially for some of our newer um, authors that will be coming, um, I really feel like they're going to learn a lot from these seasoned veterans that are coming to the event, you know, Indie Books Gone Wild especially being. Oh, we're so looking forward to it. We're actually going to take um, a road trip from Ozarks and drive up to Great Lakes. So we'll be there a few days early. So we definitely have to go do some stuff in Kalamazoo. I will be here. And it's it's the nice thing about the hotel as well is that everything happens right at the one location. So there's a Starbucks in the lobby. You're welcome, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> yep. That was a big selling piece because, you know, I'm a coffee lover too. Um, but there's a Starbucks in the lobby. There's three restaurants in the hotel and a breakfast restaurant in the hotel. They've got a women's clothing store, a spa, a hair salon. What? Um, yeah, this hotel has everything. And then all of our events take place right there in the hotel. So you really ideally don't need to leave the premises. But if you do... We're centered in the in the middle of downtown Kalamazoo, so you've got bars within walking distance. You've got um, the Kalamazoo Valley Museum is right 
located directly behind the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then the hotel is located on the Kalamazoo Walking Mall. So you have shopping and everything like that, too, within walking distance. Oh, that's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anybody who wants to get out and see anything, it's you don't even have to get your car out of the parking garage. It's fantastic. Oh, that's nice. So is the parking free in the parking garage, or is it, like, by the day? Day in the garage. But we got 2015 rates. So it's $7 a day or $6 a day. I don't remember. And it is automatically added to your room bill. So it will all be taken care of. Yep. If you choose to valet park, though, that is $25 a day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Found that one out the hard way. (laughs) Well, the the parking garage is like six stories high. And then you have, instead of having to go all the way down to the bottom and cross the road to get over to the hotel, there's actually off the third floor. There's a uh, like a tunnel you walk through, and it goes right over the road. And everything is ramped. There's no stairs, so all of us that'll be wheeling in, you know, books and stuff like that, no problem. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. I, actually, what I was going to ask you, whenever you mentioned your sponsors, that was where my head was. Um, I was asking if there's any way that anyone else can sponsor the event. What kind of sponsorship opportunities you have right now, and like how they can get involved if they want to. Um, for any attending author, attending exhibitor, I should say, or even anyone who maybe isn't attending but would like to put their name out there to all of our readers that are planning on attending, mm-hmm. um, they can purchase either an ad in our program or they can send me items to put in the welcome bag. Um, and sponsorship ranges from $50 to $100. So if you want a full-page ad in the program, it would cost you $100. Oh, that's really good. I like that a lot. Definitely affordable, and I don't limit it to the people just who are at the event. For instance, Kelly Martin has purchased an ad for the the program, even though she won't be able to join us in 2017. Oh, okay. So it can be anyone at all. Correct. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot, a lot. (laughs) That's brilliant. Okay, so um, tell me something. Why did you make this a free reader event? It's actually not free. Not, not completely. Readers? No, not completely. So okay. we have a limited number of tickets on Friday and a limited number of tickets on Saturday that are free. Um, okay. It's 100 tickets each day. And then if you want to purchase a ticket or if you want to go to anything aside from the signing itself, you would need to purchase the costume party is $15. Um, and then if you want to go to the panel, you have mm-hmm. the option of doing, um, like, bundling things together. There's actually six different ticket options for 2017. Well, tell uh, folks about those. Give them, like, a brief rundown and tell them kind of what, you know, and, and if your prices are going to increase, when that's going to happen and all that good jazz. Tickets go on sale on September 1st, so they're not even available yet. Um, and there won't be um, any type of uh, ticket sales. I don't have any scheduled at this point. Um, but one of the things we do do is we give each attending exhibitor a pair of tickets to give away to their readers specifically. Okay. Um, so it's, but that won't happen until closer to the event, until people can obviously say, yes, for sure, I'm going to go, because we don't want them to give them to someone and then they never get used. That makes sense. So, yeah. But 
right now our tickets are um, there. It's all the information is posted on the Great Lakes website. But we have a Friday only ticket and a Saturday only ticket for free. Um, we have a two day signing ticket that will allow you into the panels and the signing both days. It's fifteen dollars. And then we have a ticket that is just strictly for the costume party. So say you're interested in coming to the signing Saturday morning, you don't want to go to the panels, but you want to go to the party, you yeah. could buy a, get a free ticket for Saturday and then a costume party ticket. It only costs you 15 bucks. And then we have a Rockstar Pass, which is because it's a two-day signing, what, I, what we decided to do was most people – if they're going to spend the entire day with us, it's probably going to be on a Saturday, not on Friday when some people have to work. Mm-hmm. So for a $20 ticket, you can get the signing and the panels on Saturday and the party on Saturday night. Oh, that's a really and good deal. We, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And then our VIP Rockstar Pass um, includes Friday and Saturday signing, Friday and Saturday panels. And then the costume party on Saturday night. So that's for someone who's going to be there for everything for two days. And it's still, it's only $30, and that will get you into everything. Now, oh, keeping in yeah, mind, too, great. that we will have tote bags for people who purchase tickets, not for the free ticket, but for those that purchase a ticket to any of the events with the exception of just the costume party, mm-hmm. you'll be receiving a tote bag you know, with the Great Lakes logo on it and um, any of the exhibitors that um, wanted sponsorship to be put into the welcome bag, you'll be getting freebies from all of them. Oh, nice. Nice. Does that yeah. cost anything if you want to put something in the welcome bag or is it just item? Yep. Welcome bag is um, free for our um, sponsors. So if there's something maybe you and Tia want to throw in there, perfect, mm-hmm. great. Um for any exhibitor or any non-exhibitor that might be interested in putting something in there, um, it is $50. Oh, and okay. then I don't tell anybody how many pieces it has to be yet just because um, tickets haven't gone on sale, so I don't know how right. many bags I'm going to need to buy. Okay, so it's $50 plus whatever item they put in the bag. Correct. So if you are putting an item in the bag, that is a cost at yours. Um, and then $50 for us. Um, it does help us cover the cost of the bag purchases, mm-hmm. and that's why we do that. Um, and then um, every single exhibitor will be receiving um, a bag as well. Absolutely, and then that's yeah. pretty a pretty standard cost for something like that. Yeah. You know, to be in the bag or to be in the program. Your, your prices are bang on, lady. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in 2015, our ad prices were much higher. Um, and our welcome back price was higher as well um, because for us it was our first year and we were kind of guesstimating and trying to figure out exactly how much all of this was going to cost and everything like that. And so mm-hmm. after the year was over and we, we kind of broke everything down, we realized, well, we don't need to charge that much. <laughs> we're not trying to make money off this event. So we lowered all of our all of our sponsorship costs for 2017. Yes. And wouldn't it be funny if you actually ended up with more money left over? Yes, it would. So what did you learn from last year to now that you're not going to repeat besides ordering your stuff ahead of time? Um, I need to make sure that my table is near the microphone jack in the room because <laughs> we did giveaways throughout the day. Um, Great Lakes Book Bash provided five different bags 
just we mm-hmm. randomly we gave everybody tickets and we drew these tickets and we um announced every hour the winner for that prize and uh I tell you what I didn't know where the microphone jack was in the room and I was on the opposite side of the room and about every 55 minutes I was running over there <laughs> so that I could make an announcement and then I was running back to my table so I know where my table is going to be in 2017 going to be right by the microphone jack right by the, yeah well that that's smart um so okay the things that you give away are those things that you get from the authors or are those things that you provide yourself no those are things we provide ourselves so um i've already started putting together ideas for what i'd like to do um in 2017 but one of the main things we do is we showcase our um our keynote speakers so what we'll end up doing is we'll purchase a handful of books from uh, MR Polish, mm-hmm. and we'll have her sign them and bring them to the event. And then every bag that we do for raffle giveaways will have an MR Polish book in there. Oh, that's really cool. Yep. And then there's some other little things that go in there and stuff like that. This year, um, our bags were all put together and everything. And then um, Angela Aaron actually came up to me and says, hey, I know you're doing these giveaway bags. I have some things. Do you want these in there? And at the last minute, our keynote speaker, um, Emily Snow, had to back out so we didn't have her books. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much, because these bags were looking, they were looking a little skimpy. I mean, granted, they're free, but they were still looking a little skimpy. Yeah. So um, she ended up giving, um, like, a couple coffee cups that obviously had her name and her logo on them um, and um, a couple of blankets, really nice blankets. So that was amazing, and if people wanted to donate to that, that there's not a cost. It there's was uh, no cost at all. And how many of those so, do you give away? Um, we did one an hour last because that way people were um, in the room or they were already gone to panels and things like that. So um, we did five last year. Well, we have two days' worth of signings this year. Um, and so, so we'll probably do five or six this year, roughly. Okay, that's pretty good. That's actually yeah. kind of cool. Like, you know, you're like, hey, I'm, a, I'm an exhibitor, and I'm, I get to win a prize. So, yep. do you have, like, well, and six, six when they, yeah, I'm sorry? Um, do you have table decor competition, too? No, we didn't do that, but with it being Halloween-themed this mm-hmm. coming year, yeah. I'm trying to think of something fun for that. Um, so I've got a whole list of things and uh, that I'm trying to make happen. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I definitely think, I mean, that's definitely on my top priority list is doing some type of um, decor competition. Very cool. There, Joe? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to keep talking. <laughs> no, it's okay. Awkward silence. Okay. So, I know. Um, how many Strictly readers did you have the last time you did this? Um, well, the first year, our mass marketing technique um, was, I, like I said, I went to school for PR and advertising. So I mm-hmm. sent out um, media kits to all of the local stations. Cool. Um, and we actually, I was picking up Olivia Anders from the airport and taking her to the mall because her brand new shoes hurt her feet. So we went to go get her new shoes. <laughs> and if you know Olivia, and hopefully she's listening to this, you know when she needs new shoes, she needs new shoes. 
so we, I was taking her to the mall, and I actually had um, one of our local television stations call me and interview me over the phone, and we were featured on the news on Friday night, which was fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So how many readers seat? showed up? Well, we had, I think, um, we sold 217 tickets, if I remember right. It was a weird number like that, almost 220. Um, and we had, if I counted correctly based on the leftover name tags, um, we had about 180 or 185. So up. it wasn't, it was more than my goal. Casey and I set a goal of 150, knowing that most events in their first year don't start off with a huge bang. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were also competing with, um, I don't know if anybody follows college football at all, but up here in Michigan, you've got a couple of really big rivalries. You have Michigan versus Michigan State. And then you have Western Michigan University versus Central Michigan University. Well, Western is in Kalamazoo. And the weekend of the um, signing, it just so happened to be that that Saturday that our signing was on, Central Michigan University was in town playing Western. So Mm. the fact that I tapered all of our college campuses (laughs) the weeks previous to the event did absolutely nothing to bring readers in because they were all tailgating at the game. Right. Um, did Did you get any people who visited your event that were maybe their husbands were at the game and the wife decided she didn't want to go and so she wanted to go check out books instead? Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> um, I wish that had been the case. But, uh, no, not that I know of. The only husbands I actually saw there were husbands of attending authors. Uh, Mr. Ryland was there. Um, who else is there? Uh, F.L. Jacobs, her husband was there. Uh, I'm trying to think of, there was another one who had her husband there. Um, Melissa, I can't think of her last name right now. But, uh, those were the only men that I saw in that room. Yeah, you should have hit that with your marketing angle. Been like, okay, I'm going to put this on the college, but it needs to say, nagging wife, want to attend the game alone? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I fingers crossed because we skipped a year, and what ends up happening is uh, Central will come here one year, and then the next year they'll go to Central. And then the next year they'll come back here. So when we do this event again in 2017, Central will be coming into town again. Generally, I looked at the past few schedules. It is the last of September, the beginning of October, when they do this big rivalry game. So hopefully I don't have to compete with it in 2017 because there were a lot of people who, um, when we were attempting to sell tickets at Western to students at one of their events, they were like, oh, I can't do that. That's Central Western weekend. Yeah. But they wanted <laughs> to come. But they knew that they weren't going to spend $10 on a ticket when they were going to be drunk all day tailgating in a parking lot, basically. Right. That makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. So what made you choose the specific dates that you chose for next year? Um, I looked at the calendar that I found on one of the Facebook groups, actually, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't competing with anything big. Um, and then the date that I chose <laughs> as I was talking to my venue was not available. Um, oh. So I had to push it back another week. So I was only going to push it back one week just because a couple events that were really either the weekend that I was – the weekend that we had originally done it, so like that Mm -hmm. second weekend in October, and then there was a couple events the weekend that we're ending up doing it now because the weekend I wanted to do it was not available with the venue. 
Oh, so, wow. So you really got lucky. Yeah. But I mean, this venue, I don't want to change venues. I never want to change venues. If I continue to do this um, after 2017, the venue just has so much to offer, and they were such a pleasure to work with, and I'm, I'm hoping they obviously continue to be that way. Um, I don't really want to change venues. Well, no one, no one can blame you there. You said Starbucks, and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's that, and the rooms are the rooms are updated and fresh, and they're beautiful on the inside, and they've got just they're you know it's the little things sometimes. Um, like we had um, we had a lot of people that did ballet this this last year. And it's funny because you you tend to see the same people over and over again when you stay there long enough. Yeah. So I even though I'm local, my volunteers came into town on Thursday. Um, so I stayed at the hotel. Um, I got them checked in on Thursday. I stayed there Friday and Saturday. And uh, so Thursday when we got there, we had this really nice younger gentleman. He was probably in his early 20s. Um, he balleted for us. And he did a fantastic oh. job because he had to take – two cars worth of stuff, one car's worth of stuff upstairs and one car's worth of stuff downstairs. Oh. Um, yeah, and so throughout the weekend we saw him a lot, and I'm I'm blanking on his name right now. It was a unique name, too, and I really wish I could think of it. But uh, so he got off work on Saturday night, and we're all packing up and getting ready to go, and um, a lot of people are walking out to the parking garage, and I just happened to run into him in the lobby, and he says, oh, you guys are – you guys are taken off, and he had come down to the event and bought a book from one of our authors. Oh, nice! He, so he was sitting there reading this book, and he's like, "I'm like, yeah, we're all done. We just have our party tonight, and then and then we're we'll be out of your hair, I promise." And he goes, "You guys are having a party? I thought you guys read books." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, now, and like, why don't you just come to our party and see what it's all about?" And he ended up coming to our party, and he was a whole lot of fun. He did the thriller dance, and somebody has it on video, and it's somebody who does can hear this, please post that video because it is hilarious. <laughs> he did the entire thriller dance. It was so awesome. <laughs> well, well, now we are obligated to learn it for next year because it's a Halloween theme and because it's thriller. I mean, we just have to every move. Yeah. Yeah. You won't get me dancing, but I'm sure there's somebody else that will do that with you. Oh, come on. Put it on, put it on the agenda. We, we definitely have to learn how to do that. <laughs> oh, Lord. It'll be fine. I will put you in charge of that, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. If everyone's doing it together, nobody feels stupid. <laughs> True. And I will be the one sitting at the table with my drink in hand, clapping at everybody, going, good job. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we have about 10 minutes left, and I wanted to touch on your book, um, the Holding On series. So okay. tell the audience just a little bit about that series and why it's so awesome and why you wrote it. Um, the Holding On series is young adult. It can be read from anyone as young as 14 and up. Um, mm-hmm. It's very clean. Um, but the first book in the series, Holding On, actually was the first book I ever wrote. And I was 17 when I did that. And let me just tell you, it was awful. It was <laughs> awful. I found it. Um, I found my original draft when I was spring cleaning to keep myself busy. Um, because my son had just started kindergarten. So it's September. I'm cleaning out closets, trying to occupy my mind while my baby is going to school. And I came across this really old draft of this book, and I just kind of felt like my characters deserved more. So that's when I started writing. Um, 
I got lucky enough, but not lucky enough, uh, to be picked up by a publishing company that turned out to be probably a very bad decision. Um, and we're, we're no longer affiliated. But uh, out of that publishing company came my best friend because Casey also was associated with them, and that's how we met. So not everything turned out. Yeah, not everything <laughs> turned out horrible. But uh, yeah, so I, I wrote that first book, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. I never really thought this is what I would want to do for a career, but it is just absolutely so much. It, it is fun, right? And um, you just released what was the, the jumping puddles. Yeah. Um, so that one. What's that one about? Like really, uh, that's really. a contemporary romance. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll find that a lot of my characters are late high school, um, and I don't know why. And it's not like I'm late high school. I don't know that I actually relate to them, but for some reason, a lot of my characters start at that age. Um, so you'll meet uh, Charlotte as she's uh, entering foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when she meets her neighbor, who is Blake. And so, you know, they have this amazing friendship, um, even though they both have feelings for each other. And so that's kind of where everything starts and develops. And then you actually, the book ends um, when they're both way later on in life with kids and things like that. So it, it goes for a span of probably 25 years. Wow. Um, yep. It's, uh, it's. And the book's not exceptionally long. It's only about, I think it's like 80,000 words. Maybe it was 85. But uh, you get to see the whole concept of jumping puddles is um, how you make your decisions in life, whether you choose to um, play the safe route and walk around the puddle or you jump in it knowing that things could go completely awry, but you're taking chance on. So you see all of the trials and tribulations they go through in their relationship and in their friendship throughout throughout their lifetime. So it's uh, probably one of my favorite books. <laughs> I just absolutely, I love their story more than anything, and it still shocks me that I wrote it. So it seems um, real fun. Oh, come on, come on. You're, you're a phenomenal writer. I've read some of your stuff. I, did I, have I reviewed it yet? Well, no, I have not reviewed it yet. But it's <laughs> coming, it's coming. So maybe we'll do it on the air next week because um, I did get it finished. So woo, go me. Um, what made you want to write romance just offhand? I kind of think I just this? fell into it. I don't really know that I set out to write <laughs> romance, but I've, I've read all of these other amazing books, amazing books, dystopian and vampires and, um, you know, the hot, dirty, filthy books and everything like that. And, like, as far as, like, erotica, I blush when I read it. So that's why all of my books are really clean because I cannot get graphic and my fingers will not type those words. Like, kudos to the the people that do because I, I can't do it, so they need to so I can keep writing those dirty books or reading the dirty books. Right. Um, you know, and then as far as, like, dystopian and things like that, I don't have, for some reason, that ability to build this imaginary world. Like, things only work well for me when I can see them. Like, Holding On was written um, with Becca living in Tucson. Well, I used to live in Tucson. That's why I could write that. Um, So most of these places, if it's a location that's not Kalamazoo, Michigan, which none of them are, I've been there, and I've experienced that city enough to be able to be descriptive um, 
because I can't come up with these just amazing, awesome fantasy places. It's, it, my mind doesn't work like that. Oh, well, so you need to start traveling more, and that's, that's what you're into. <laughs> I would love to. I don't even have a passport. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, it was awesome to have you today. Um, uh, thank you for coming on the show. I really, 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 really appreciate it. I can't wait for the event next year. Seriously, I'm so excited. I can't even. So thank you Me so, so much. Too. And um, to all the listeners out there, thank you guys for joining us today. If you want to get more information about Great Lakes Book Bash, remember you can visit greatlakesbookbash.com or click the link in the description of the show. Don't forget to check out Rachel's book. She's a phenomenal writer. You won't be sorry. Most of her romance is YA. It's very, very clean. Give it to your 13-year-old. She will love you for it. All right, guys, (laughs) so until next time, may your coffee be hot and your muse be loud.